keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. So the time of the morning on a Juma, we join our very own uh, Mufti Prime Minister Mufti Sahab. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And tell me how you're doing this fine, beautiful Juma morning, Mufti. Yeah, Mufti, yes, commuted. You must unmute her before we hear your beautiful voice. Yes, Mufti. And uh, Yusuf also, you know, my host, MashaAllah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them khairi barakah. So good to be back here in uh, our own beautiful land, Zakmalaji. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you back, uh, Mufti Sahib. Let's get uh, straight into your questions uh, that have come through. This one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. More countries are banning the hijab. Do we need uh, more proof uh, that this is a war against Islam, Mufti? I don't think we should. We need any more proof, Shafat. This is not something new. We saw it. Uh, the European countries starting, and now uh, Swiss also. Uh, them they also started now banning the burqa, banning uh, the veil, the niqab, the actual niqab. You know, fining people up to a thousand bucks, one thousand one hundred dollars. They fining the people, uh, anyone that is uh, f- uh, found covering up their faces, etc. So uh, that is indeed a whole against uh, uh, Islam. And it is a form of oppression against uh, Muslim females also. And then don't forget about Egypt also. They also started banning certain aspects of the niqab in the burqa, in the schools, etc. Now the European countries, these non-Muslims, they're looking at what the Muslims are doing. And uh, they are following suit. And we see in South Africa also nurses will be banned soon from uh, covering uh, their hair as well. So this is something that is happening globally. And uh, we, we need to uh, voice out our opinion. We need to be, uh, you know... Uh, on God, we need to conscientize the people to fight for their rights. These are so-called democratic countries that are oppressing uh, Islam and uh, Muslims in particular. And uh, yet uh, they have the decency to say that they are promoters of the freedom of religion and uh, freedom of uh, females' rights, etc. Uh, but they're fighting against our Muslim females. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep our females steadfast there, Shafat, and throughout the globe. That they don't the hijab that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded them to do. They shouldn't fear any law or any country, you know. Just uh, maintain uh, the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah will suffice you, G. Yeah, just ask them, Westerners, if Mother Mary was here, would you tell her, Mother, take off your veil? Mm-hmm. Um, Mufti, is it uh, permissible to remove a unibrow for both males and females? Yes, so the unibrow is actually the connecting hair that uh, connects the two sets of eyebrows. It grows in the middle, you know, so it is permissible to remove that. It's not permissible uh, to trim or shape your eyebrows in any way or manner. Uh, That is not permissible, you know, but sometimes you get those strands of hair, uh, you know, they they have a term for it, you know, that uh, uh, they call it bushy hair or bushy strands. Uh, that is what they call it in uh, in, uh, in 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 uh, amongst the people. So that you can remove if it is unsightly. If your husband asks you to do it, and likewise for a man, it is permissible to remove that to separate between the two eye, uh, sets of uh, eyebrows. G. As a senior alim, why doesn't Mufti arbitrate in the current MJC debacle? 
<laughs> Jafat, you know, I think the MGC matters are best left to the MGC. I'm not part of the MGC. Yes, we're always available to assist and uh, help and support when there is chaos and when there's infighting, etc. But that is when uh, people ask our way help. You know, uh, this matter has gone to court. Uh, they have their own arbitration panel and committee. A big power struggle uh, there. Uh, we saw that uh, the salary of the uh, current president also, everything uh, being exposed, you know. So when people fight one another, then they sort of uh, air the dirty laundry. So here the truth is being uh, uh, shared with the community. Everything is coming out. I believe more will be coming out because to relinquish power and uh, to say goodbye to such a salary per- a person will fight for that, you know, because it will affect a person's comfort zone. So uh, I think the, the community here, the intactors, uh, they're looking for true leadership and uh, uh, the people of the cloak, they are fighting for positions, etc. We don't know who will come in and who will take over from there, but uh, recently uh, the MGC has been in a downward spiral and that uh, you can uh, trace back to the initial stance against uh, uh, closing the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the verse mentions that the disgrace will follow them in this life and uh, the year after. It's not only them, there's other organizations we find in Johannesburg as well, disgrace for them also. So they have to reflect and, uh, and ponder over what they did, one of the greatest crimes they ever committed. You know, that's why these things will happen and more worse to come also if they don't repent and make Tawbah publicly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will disgrace them even more. Gee. Ah, yes, sir, Mufti. I'm looking at that uh, question on the screen. It's flying in. Now, you can read that, Mufti. It says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh to Mufti and the excellent team. Is any one of the four imams closer to the sunnah on their rulings and opinions or are all equally correct? So they are all equally correct in their respective uh, schools. It is all legal schools of thought. So meaning they have their own actual proof that they deduce from the Quran and uh, from the hadith and other legal maxims. Uh, that uh, they've developed over uh, different uh, periods of time in millennia. And uh, all that uh, I can say is uh, that they have proof of their rulings. So whether one follows uh, a particular uh, imam of the four accepted imam, remember that the ummah accepted uh, the four imam, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam uh, Malik, Imam uh, Shafi, Imam Ahmad, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, may Allah mercy and all of them, you know. Uh, just because we don't have the proof doesn't mean that they have the proof. That is one thing. And uh, number two, uh, that uh, Rasulullah Sallam in a particular ruling he gave four or five different rulings so each school accepted one of uh, those hadith as uh, their particular ruling it doesn't mean that the other one is incorrect uh, proves there's various different strengths etc and uh, these legal maxims dictate what type of proof can be used in a particular school so outwardly for the normal person it will seem that uh, there is contradiction it is not so every school has their respective uh, proof whichever one you follow you will be correct Is it permissible for charitable organizations to collect and distribute interest money, Mufti? Yes, they can collect the riba money and they can distribute it to poor Muslims particularly. However, they should not go out of their way to open an account uh, just uh, to collect interest money. If some donor wants to get rid of interest money or someone has interest money to dispose of and they bring it voluntarily uh, to a charitable organization, the organization might take it and give it to people that are in need because they have uh, what uh, we call, you know, that uh, they have the proof of uh, all these people, the recipients, uh, people who are suffering. They have a database of all these things. So they can channel it uh, on your behalf. You can uh, give it there if you don't want to give it personally to uh, any poor person. G. 
Mufti Saab, my late father bequeathed everything to his second wife, thus depriving all of us from his estate. Is this permissible, Mufti? That is bad. That is depriving your heirs of uh, what uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has intended for them. You know, that Rasulullah said that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given every person that is due a right, a right that is due to him. So you cannot deprive your heirs of anything that is due to them. Yes, in this case, it is permissible if uh, your late father gave it in his lifetime to his uh, second wife, and uh, she took ownership of that. So although it is unlawful, it will still be permissible, meaning the wasiyah that he made, uh, what he bequeathed, uh, that will be be, 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 uh, her belongings now. It will be in her ownership because uh, she took it while she was alive. People should not do that. You know, don't deprive your ears what they should inherit uh, from uh, from you. And uh, number two, those people who get into second marriages, if there are those type or those kinds who poison the minds of the husband to deprive the first wife and the children of the first wife, then you also, you are committing a sin. You know, you sweet-talking the husband. Uh, you are poisoning him and all these other things so that you can, at the end of the day, benefit from the person's estate alone. There was someone before you that worked equally hard, that contributed to their marriage, etc. And now you're coming, you on the gravy train here, and you just want to benefit from uh, that person's money. So you will also be answerable in the court of Allah if you've swayed his decision in that way. So please fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to these type of matters. If you have more than one wife, sort your matters out in this life because for that you will go to the fire of Jahannam if it is not sorted out, G. Mufti, can one wear a bracelet that has Quranic verses engraved on it? Yes, so that is also some of the new trends and hype uh, that uh, people are wearing nowadays, uh, bracelets and chains, etc., with uh, the name of Allah engraved upon it, or Ayatul Kursi Shafat, or something like this. So if you treat it with respect, then you can wear it, you know. Of course, if you enter places uh, like uh, the toilet, etc., then you have to remove it. You cannot take it, but you have to put it away somewhere, and uh, then after you're done, you can uh, wear it. It again, so treat all of these things with respect because it contains the verses of uh, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or it might contain the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why it needs to be afforded the correct etiquette and the correct adapt with regards to these things. G. Snow on the table mountain and continues, uh, continuous rain. What's happening in Cape Town, Mufti? I was shocked when I returned Shabbat, you know, snow this time of the year, September, and, and still some heavy rains this time of the year. But not only it's happening globally, you know, so you can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, strategy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan. No one will feel safe from the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People's sins are contributing injustice, oppression, uh, the confused gender society, all of these things uh, have come contributed people displaying and committing sin openly and uh, taking it as a norm now. They've incorporated all of these things as part of their new lifestyle. Uh, and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending down these adverse conditions upon our humanity that uh, you sleep one second and the next second that everything is gone and destroyed. So these are times we should be very, very worried. Shafa, give abundance of charity. Uh, make istighfar, you know, uh, that uh, make luzumu baytillah, that uh, keep yourselves glued to the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, fear and make uh, dua and uh, repent and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to destroy us with uh, some uh, type of uh, weather uh, disaster or any other thing. You know, it can happen at any time, at any moment. We saw Libya, we saw Morocco and elsewhere in the world also. And that is lessons uh, for us also. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, G.
I mean, uh, does a wife have the right to reject a divorce given to her by her husband? No, unfortunately, that uh, she does not have the right to reject a divorce. Yes, if the conditions of divorce was incorrect, etc., she can investigate, she can call in a qualified alim and uh, find out, you know, that uh, how was this divorce given, was intoxicated, does that, uh, levels of anger, but she does not have the right uh, to reject a divorce because divorce, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to uh, the husband, it is his right to execute uh, uh, whenever he feels uh, that he is fit to give it, you know, or there's uh, circumstances that warrant him to give a divorce, so then he may do so uh, in that manner. But of course, uh, Shafat, uh, she does not have the right to reject it, Jean. Mufti Saab, should a Hanafi traveler pay the full amount of rakats behind a resident imam? So if you enter a masjid in any town and you're a traveler and you read your masjid in the salah behind a resident imam, then you will complete your salah, the full amount of rakats. For Zohar and Asr example, you will read the complete a full uh, four rakats and likewise for salah to Isha. If you are praying alone, if you are tra- uh, uh, making salah or reading your salah alone, uh, then you can shorten your salah. So those four rakats will then become two because you are a musafir, you are a traveler. But uh, when you enter the masjid behind a risen imam, behind a mukim imam, then you will complete the, the full amount of uh, rakats in salati. Mufti, should azan given without wudu be repeated? Hey, give a double azan. <laughs> that will confuse the people even more, Shafat. You know, they will ask what means like results. That uh, we're reading uh, uh, Adhan twice. Uh, no, it is not necessary to repeat the Adhan. The Hudu uh, uh, aspect of Adhan, it is uh, Sunnah and Mustahab and preferable for the Muazzin to be in a state of Hudu when he calls out the Adhan. However, it is not wajib, it is not incumbent upon him to be in a state of uh, Hudu. So if he is late for that uh, matter and he enters the masjid, he can go and call out the Adhan, and then afterwards he can go and uh, perform his Hudu. The Adhan will be correct. It will have no uh, impact on the validity of the Salah also, Ji. Mufti, should one disclose the health problems of the children before getting them married? Shafat, if you suspect that that might uh, create uh, problems in the future, you know, the husband will find out and uh, he will be devastated that why they didn't disclose a particular condition of the daughter or vice versa, that the wife will find out why they didn't uh, disclose a certain condition of the husband and that will impact the marriage, then you should uh, disclose uh, that condition, uh, be it bipolar, be it a mental disorder, be it some other form of uh, sickness, uh, the child perhaps cannot bear children, uh, you know, all of these type of things. Instead of the marriage uh, that will end in misery, it could have been saved uh, before time by being open and honest. Then if the prospective spouse still feels he or she wants to get married to that person, then no problem, as long as you have been honest from uh, the beginning. Uh, don't hide these things, you know, that uh, be honest, be open and tell them that uh, this is the condition of my daughter, of my son. Uh, and if you feel you want to get married, you may proceed to do so, G. Mufti Saab, Kerala in India is under lockdown because of the Nipah virus outbreak. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Mufti Saab? I saw that, Shafat, you know, over 100 cases already, and it is potentially fatal, and uh, so many people died. 
in a lockdown. Lockdown will become normal measures nowadays because of uh, of uh, this uh, COVID uh, uh, scandemic that we went through. So wherever there's just the slightest uh, hint of something that is potentially fatal, this is what they will do. So uh, that is in uh, India. Uh, fortunately, Alhamdulillah, it is not happening here in our country. Uh, let them deal with issues there. Uh, that is the outbreak. You know, there's more worse issues that, that India needs to deal with, and that is uh, the brutal killing of innocent Muslims and what Modi and his regime are doing uh, to our Muslim brothers and uh, sisters in India, demolishing masajid, uh, demolishing homes, uh, banning Muslims from working, etc. All of these uh, things are happening in justices, and uh, they're worrying about a Nipah virus outbreak, Shafat. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ways and means how to deal with oppression. So uh, if you don't want to listen, then uh, things like this will happen to you, G. Tell you, Mufti Saba, absolutely brilliant in your company on your quick-fire Q&A. Perhaps your parting words uh, this morning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, uh, Shafat. MashaAllah, it's the beautiful month of Rabi'ul Awwal, the third uh, month of the Islamic calendar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, make us of those people who will send abundant durood upon our beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa especially today it is Friday, you know. Durood also removes calamities and it brings about ease. So increase in that in Allah will put khair and barakah and elevate your status in uh, this life. And for everyone you send, Allah sends 10 blessings upon you and uh, elevate your status. Also, Tazakum Akhir Alza, Salamu Alaikum, Rahtullahi Ta'ala, Wabarakatu. Walaikum Salam, Rahmatullahi Wabarakatu to our Mufti Prime Smith, and let us send the rules upon Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Big Jazakallah Khaira to Yusuf for great tech this morning. And uh, yes, sir, keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting, lovely Nasheed interspersed. And uh, don't forget, uh, the spiritual hour comes in with 40 Darud's recitation of the Noble Quran. And uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein uh, giving the translation of the Qutbah from the Holy Lands. Uh, from the team and I, till we meet you again. We bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.